Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit giving hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or just overrun by a complicated life. In this series called Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, you'll learn how the mind works, what motivates our choices, and find biblically-based keys to help your decision-making processes. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now here's Rich and Susan on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose. Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Uh, I'm looking at Susan because she just come in from, uh, well, this week we've been kind of battling some pests. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes in our... On the uh, property. Or, on or, the property, yeah. you know, on our orchard, in our garden, garden and stuff. Because And I wrote a little note down here before I started the program saying they're stealing our fruit. And you know what? That's kind of what the... The devil can do. He can come in and he can take your fruit away if you let him, you know, and we got... If it's got, unguarded. If it's unguarded, right. yeah, and and the deer are coming in, and I don't know, but I don't know if coyotes eat fruit, but they've been in the garden. If anybody... You can give us a call, 916-645-1297, if you've have ever had a coyote in your garden eating fruit, walking right by the chicken coop. We watched well, him. Well, yeah, but the chicken coop is very well secured. Well, it's very well secured. So, so he walks by there, and so then we, we come out, and, we, and there he is in the garden. We chase him out of the garden two days in a row. And so I don't know if, if he's in what he's doing. I don't know. But we, I, I'm not sure if it's— Maybe you know, he's getting have, rodents in there. You know, I don't know. At, you, this time of year, sometimes the zucchini gets away from you, so you have really big zucchini, and you pull them off the vine so that some other ones will continue to grow. And sometimes we find them in the middle of the driveway, like he's somebody has Somebody dragging, is. Maybe it's a coon or whatever. An animal is dragging them. I know, and, and the other day, or last night, I guess it was, I found a, a sponge, a big one of— a, I don't know what kind a of big yellow sponge. A big yeah. yellow, I mean, a big yellow sponge in the middle of the the lawn, and it had like pieces, like you you know <laughs> tore it apart, thought it maybe it was food, and then spit out each piece. But yeah. there were about ten pieces on the ground that that it didn't work. But that's a good analogy. That, yeah, that, that that if you if you don't guard things, you know your 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 fruits, your fruits that's that's your character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you will know them by their fruits. In other words, you will know how they act under pressure. You will know what their character is, by how they act. Right, and then, and then I think it's, you know, not only that uh, somebody coming in and stealing our fruit, but I think sometimes we allow things into our lives that can take away our peace, you know? So it's it's sometimes it's our actions that take us to a place us that is... To allow... We're, we're, we're letting our, our fruit. Yeah, we're, we're letting our fruit go. Yeah. Or we're dropping our fruit without actually, you know, utilizing it, yeah. so... You want to open up with a word of prayer, Susan? Yes. Uh, Loving Father in heaven, thank you once again for an opportunity to uh, talk about your principles. We pray now that you'll send your spirit to be with us and guide us, and um, we pray that we honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to go back to the fruit thing again. You know, it's hard work to protect your, especially our trees from the deer and stuff. we got to put fence around each tree or else figure out whether to put a big fence all the way around the whole deal, And and we are in a war. You right. know, we, we, we because the, the interesting thing about the deer is that they'll come in and they'll take the tomatoes, and then when you 
when you fence off the tomatoes, they'll come in and they will at- they will attack the cucumbers, which they never touched before. And so you put something around the cucumbers and then you wouldn't think they would do anything to the squash plants, but now they're going to the squash plants because they're seeking what they can devour because this yep. time of year they are hungry and everything is, is winding down. Yeah. Their food supply is, is leaving. And it's kind of like with Satan, his his supply of soldiers... Yeah. You know, he's seeking to replenish his army. Yep. He's seeking who he may devour. Right. You know, and if we're not armed, if we're not armed with the the armor of God, and it is hard work. Mm -hmm. It is, it cause it's, it, 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 it's, we need to look at our, who we are Mm -hmm. in in a true fashion. And in other words, we need to be able to not make excuses for our behavior. Mm -hmm. Jesus never made any excuses for his behavior, Mm -hmm. ever. You know. Well, and, and and not only that, but Jesus also the way that he was able to heal people was he was able to um, get down to the root problem of their lives. The cause of the you know, you problem, can, right? Because we can go back to you know fruit trees. You can cut a a tree down, but yet it'll continue to sprout. So you've got to dig out the root, mm-hmm. get to the root of the problem. Exactly before you can can rid it from your lives. And I think that that Jesus, that's what he did for humanity. Is he came and he, you know, he did a, the inside job. Yeah, because we know that um, that I know for me that that the methamphetamine and the and the alcohol was a symptom of a disease that I have, mm-hmm. and that disease is 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 fear and selfishness, which causes me causes me to want to self medicate. Right. 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 Perfect love does what it casts out that fear, mm-hmm. so you no longer need to self medicate. Mm-hmm. But if we do those things which separate us from God, then that perfect love can't cast out the fear. We start acting out in different ways. Right. And I think, you know, that reminds me of that principle that, um, you know, who are, what are we afraid of? So, I'm afraid of somebody finding out who I really no, am. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. What are we afraid of? Are we afraid of sin that destroys us? Or are we afraid of God who can heal, who is the only one who can heal mm-hmm. us? Many times we flip that around. We flip We're not around. worried about the sin. We're just worried about God's God going to get us for the sin. Right, exactly. And God is trying to teach us that it's the sin that kills, that the yeah. wages of, of sin is death yeah. and not him. He's the restorer. restorer. He's the creator. He's the one that, that makes all things new. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that that's going to um, cure us from the, that illness. Yeah, that the devil have. has spread some good lies about him, really powerful mm-hmm. lies. Mm-hmm. It's turned the world. It, is it not the world upside down upside right down. now? The whole world wonders after the beast. Yes. The whole world, not the whole world except the church. The, the whole world wonders after right. the beast mm-hmm. because they, we've accepted a lie that God's going to get you in trouble instead of you're already in trouble and God's trying to get you out. Right. You know? And exactly. So, yeah. So last program, we discussed some of the reasons God allows suffering, because, you know, he gets a bad rap there, too. He gets blamed for all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why doesn't he stop him? And, and one of the things we discussed was, was the universal war that's going on, mm-hmm. and that the devil is roaring, running around like a roaring lion, and the devil is the one that's seeking to devour, and mm-hmm. God is the one he, seeking to heal and restore. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we, uh, we looked at God disciplines, and it makes only true sense. I mean, if you're... If you're worshiping a frog like Pharaoh was, God's going to bring a bunch of frogs to ch- to show you how worthless worshiping a frog really is. Right, to take away the power take from that. Take it out that, of there, yeah. Right, that lie. Yeah, for me, I was worshiping a bottle and a baggie, mm-hmm. so God allowed me to suffer the consequences of worshiping the bottle and the baggie, mm-hmm. 
And when I saw finally when there was no place left to turn but to God, I could finally hear him speak. And he said, Rich, Rich, I've been after you for 41 years. Mm -hmm. It's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. It's simple, but it's not easy. But it's going to be all right. Let's Mm -hmm. just, you know, are you tired of doing things your way? I had to show you that your way has led you to where now you weigh about 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you're you, alone. You're alone. In a dark place. Yep. You know. With no one there to love you. You're, you're just, you know, you're, you're all, all done. done. Right. You're all done. Mm-hmm. How's that worked for you? Mm-hmm. See, he does, if he doesn't let me go there, mm-hmm. if I don't, and if, and if he doesn't let me go there, and if he doesn't let, help me figure out that he didn't put me there, I put myself there. Mm-hmm. And if I can, you know, if, if he helps me figure that out and I get that little tap on the shoulder, Rich, this is what your best thinking got you mm-hmm. was 41 years of, you know, uh, of a life of drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm here. Right. And, so, and the thing is, is if we can face that, if we're willing to face the truth about our past and about our character, the good news is, is that he can restore it to, he can restore our reasoning abilities. He can restore our minds. He can restore families. Um, there's every he can rebuild everything in our lives that we've torn down by mm-hmm. by the way we've acted in our mm-hmm. lives. You know, and I'm just thinking that that's that was the glory of God that tapped me on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It was no bright light. It didn't it didn't knock me out the window. It didn't bowl me over. It didn't. What it was was a still small voice that simply said, "I'm here. I am forgiveness." I am kindness. I am gentleness. You know, many people conceive of God's glory as, as great displays of might, power, fire. But the Bible teaches that his greatest glory reveals itself in his character. You know, because we're finite beings, many human, human beings frequently react in fear to an all-powerful God. Unfortunately, this fear often leads to rebellion. See, once Satan had made his allegations... God couldn't win his case through a display of power. It'd be, it would be misunderstood and uh, would eventually only result in submission based on terror or fear of God. And if, if, if we're only, if we're only, um, if we're only uh, uh, following God because we're scared to death of what he might do to us, God loses. Right, because God, he doesn't use utilizing he doesn't win from utilizing coercive tactics because they're contrary to his benevolent character. The use of might and power to pressure conformity it violates the law of freedom and it results in more rebellion because those methods belong to Satan. And although God has immense power, it is not he is not the it is not the source of his yeah. glory because power alone would intimidate, sure. just like you said, leading us to fear him and subsequently to destroy our love for him. Uh, he, you know, there's a theologian, George MacDonald. He made kind of the same point. I think it was 19th century. Um, it, 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 this is a quote. Um, what is the deepest in God his power? No, for power could not make him what we mean when we say God. A being whose essence was only power would be such a neg- negation of the divine that no righteous worship could be offered him. His service would be only fear. And that makes so much sense. When, right. you, with sense, when you're deathly afraid of someone, mm-hmm. how can you get close to them? Right. There's too much in the way. Right. 
and the power isn't what's most important. Instead, it's the trustworthiness of the one who possesses all the power. I think that's just like what you said. If, you know, either trust or fear, how do you get close to somebody? Yeah, I mean, would you rather be married to a bully that you couldn't trust but was really, really strong and tough and could knock anybody around, including you, and just scare the daylights out of you? Or would you would you rather be married to someone who was gentle and kind and you could trust, even though they were that powerful? Absolutely. And it, so it's the demonstration of God's character, the character of the one who holds the power yeah. that is the real source of divine glory. For example, although God is all-powerful, he cannot be provoked, even in the most abusive and horrendous circumstances, to use his power for self-interest. When humanity fully recognizes this, it will restore trust and regenerate love, and we will then open our hearts and minds to him for healing and restoration. The Bible's clear on this issue. The book of Haggai declares the glory of God in the second Jewish temple would be greater than that in Sol- than in, of Solomon's temple in Haggai 2, 7 through 9. The prophecy refers to the structure of the Jews rebuilt after the, uh, the to the structure of the Jews rebuilt after returning from Babylon ca- Babylonian captivity. That's right. But in the book of Ezra, we read that the older Levites and family heads who saw the second temple mourned because it was so small when they compared it to Solomon's. If the second temple was smaller than the first, how could it be more righteous? Most Bible students immediately explain that because Jesus walked in the courts of the second temple, his presence made it glorious. And so what was his presence like when he was walking in the temple? Yeah, yeah, because and, and now you also remember that, 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 well, I think you can pick it up in Second Chronicles where the temple was dedicated, the priests could not enter because the brightness of God's glory was too great. In fact, that's that's Second Chronicles five thirteen. In other words, God came to both temples, one in His unveiled splendor, the other in human form. Yet Haggai states that the second was more glorious. Why? Because it was at the second temple that Christ revealed the character of God. Because it was at the second temple that Christ showed that He preferred to permit His creatures to abuse Him rather than use his power in selfish ways. At that second temple, Christ demonstrated that we can trust the one who has the power. And you know, he's demonstrated that in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I have done some things that are not too savory. Mm -hmm. And instead of of him blowing me up, he taps me on the shoulder Mm -hmm. and says, Rich, what are you doing? Right. You're killing yourself. And you're killing those around you. Right. You know, come, let us reason together. You know, come, be my friend. Let's get that clutter out of the way. Let's get that fear out of your heart so that you can get close to me and we can walk together. But we have to do a few things first. We have to look at reality the way it is, Mm -hmm. that you're a scared little boy. Right. You know. And so his, his character of love and trust is what wins you back to him. Yeah. And it's the same thing when, when Moses spoke to God in the mountain. He asked the Lord to show him his glory. And so God responded with, I'll cause all my glory That's to it. pass before you. And then God passed in the front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yeah. 
It's powerful. Abounding in love, forgiving. I mean, that's that's, that's his now that's glory. powerful. Now that's, that's powerful. powerful. Right. Yeah, what's powerful is you know when Jesus knew mm-hmm. that all power on heaven and earth had been given to him. He girds his loin and he washes a dozen pair of dirty feet. Right. That is powerful. That's mm-hmm. where his power is. Right. Where he comes in and he he can uh, he can change a human heart by some selfless act like that. Right. The king of the universe. The king of the universe. And he washed everybody's feet. He even washed Judas's feet, knowing that Judas was going to go out and betray him. He washed Peter's feet, knowing that Peter was going to deny him. But God... His every effort is to win us back to unity with him. Yeah, and it's only by love that love is awakened. Right. You can't force it. You can't coerce it. Right. So it, it, and so Jesus went along through his life trying to awaken love in people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, it, and there was some people that he couldn't, whose hearts he could not change, and those were the religious leaders. Right. Who were devout church people. Right. Knew their scriptures, who were tithing, who were going to church. You know, they were even, they had diet reform. They had the whole package. Right. And he could not convince them that he was God, that that, that, is, that was God's character. Because they expected God to come in this, uh, they, pa- in, in a way coercive. to, right, coercive to over, overthrow the Romans and to take by force everything back to give it to them. Yeah, God will not take you by force. If he tries to do that, he violates the very principles upon which love is based. Right. And so, you know, it was at the cross that God presented the greatest demonstration of that character. Through the cross, we see that he's gracious, compassionate, forgiving, patient, kind, faithful, and true, under pressure like that. Right. The cross reveals that nothing we can do will provoke him to use his immense power in selfish ways. If he was going to, that would have been the time. Mm -hmm. Although he's all-powerful, he's even more gracious. The Creator actually respects the individuality of his intelligent creatures, even if we abuse that individuality and attempt to destroy him himself. Right, and this revelation refutes the misrepresentations that Satan has so successfully spread through the universe and particularly on our planet. The depiction of God's character, especially his trustworthiness, wins us back to trust and results in our healing and ultimately our salvation. It does. You know, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit. Um, There was one time, you know, maybe four or five years ago when— when I was really, really depressed, mm-hmm. really struggling, mm-hmm. and I noticed that it that my wife changed and she began treating me different and and trying to understand what I was going through, and she began helping me in certain ways. Was I not helping you before? Oh, you you okay. were, but when I'm going through the struggling, <laughs> okay. you had two <laughs> options. You could you know say, hey, dude, get it together, right? <laughs> right. But she didn't. She she helped me through it. And it was, you know, because I was, and, and it was, you know, it, it changed me. And I saw in her some some wonderful things, and I and, and it, it started changing me. Do you, you remember, you remember when it, when it, when it all happened, mm-hmm. don't you? You know, and it was by, the, by her actions that I was actually changed. And I think when Jesus went around, by his actions, he changed people. They looked at him and say, this guy actually cares. And I was, you know, with, with Susan, she's always cared, but when I, when you're really, when I'm sitting in my own stuff, I mean, I'm not, I'm not happy and I'm not healthy and I'm, I'm, I'm a problem. I'm a real problem. 
she's rolling her eyes and laughing. I'm not rolling my eyes. But but it's true, man. When I'm sitting in my own stuff, I'm not a healthy person. And she helped me through that rather than judge me and push me out of the way. She helped me through it. And, 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 and this is, we think God's going to judge us and push us out of the way, and he's not. He's going to help us through those times. Right, and that, so the thing is, is I think that God calls each one of us as Christian people or people that we believe in God or whatever is, how are we, how do we respond to those people in our lives? Are we um, working for good, or are we working to... Um, judge them and push them out of the way. Exactly, and push them out of the way because we don't have enough time because we have our own agenda. You know, I think it's the very simple acts throughout the day you know, I, th- I, th- I do believe that having corporate worship is important, but you know what? I think a lot of times, sometimes we can spend the hour, two hours, three hours at church and think that we're done with our Christian life and go out the other six days of our week and just act to our own will, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And But I think that God is calling us on those other six days to exhibit the behavior that, um, that tells whose kingdom we belong to. Mm-hmm. And that comes from inside. That's not an outside job. You it can't, can't, you that can't, can't make be forced. A, no, you can't make a list of stuff you're going to do because you need to do it because this is who you are. No, who you are drives what you do. Right. And the only way to become who you are, according to Christ's will, is to get that clutter out of the way that's between you and God. In other words, I, and I've said it before, I can't push me out of the center. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I need help. I need I need. So, a divine out, power, a divine power that of comes you. and gets me out of the right. way because I'm in between me and God. Right, and I'm you, the problem. But you still have the um, decision to cooperate. Yep, and to participate. Yeah, I got to. You know, the doctor can prescribe medication, but I've got to take it. Yeah, he can prescribe PT, and I've got, but I've got to do the therapy. You know, right? Because you can go to the doctor and you can get the prescription. You can go get it filled, and you can get the container and have it in, in your hands. And on the way home, open up your window and throw it out the yeah. out the window. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and God, you know, when Jesus went around, he's asked the blind man, "What is it you want?" Mm-hmm. Blind man says, "I want to see." Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to be made well? And only you can answer that question. He's not going to force anything on you because if he does, it'll change your individuality. He wants you to make the choice. You become who you are in Christ, and then it's no longer you that live, but Christ lives in you by your decision. Right, and many times, you know, we we all go through illnesses, and sometimes the illness seems to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. We have a relapse going back into some behavior, and it's um, uh, it doesn't mean that that we're backsliding completely. It means that sometimes the the disease has a hold on yeah. us, but we have to keep coming to that physician because he's the only one with the answer. He has the correct medication for us individually. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's it. That prescription is different for every person. Absolutely. You know, it was different for Mary. She was to be at Jesus's feet all the time. The demoniac was supposed to go to the ten cities to the Mm -hmm. Decapolis and give his testimony. Everybody's prescription is a little bit different, but everybody's prescription is a prescription of love, gentleness, kindness, patience, and all those things. And self-control. And getting the log out of our eye. Right. So that we can help our brother. So we can get close to those that that may not be able yeah, because you can't you 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 can't help someone else unless you have that coming from within, that not not I that live, but Christ lives in me. And you, Christ can't live in us if there's a bunch of stuff in the way. Right, because that, that's the power of God. And I think that's the recreation and having a new creature, being a new creature in Christ is that your motives are no longer yours. Yep, 
Yep. Because that yeah, that's what from a higher plane. Yeah. You know? my, my motives right now is I got me in the way. Right. And how's this going to affect me? And if I do this, what's going to happen to me? And if I step out here, how am I going to get hurt? Or you know, and, and it's just if I could just get me out of the way, you know. And uh, so anyway, I think that desire is good. It it is, and it's good to see it. It's you good know, to see it. The, it becomes a process. Yeah, it is a long, drawn out process. Believe me, because I've been I've been trying to see. I've been trying to physically push me out of the way, and it doesn't work that way. Right. It does not work that way. It will never work that way. But the only thing I can do is look at my life objectively and say, and well, cooperate with the healer. Yeah. What am I holding? What resentments am I holding? What anger am I holding? What mm-hmm. fears am I holding mm-hmm. onto? that it's not working for me right. and let perfect love cast that fear out. And then I can get closer to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got another signal from, from our friend. And so we're going to have to probably close up shop here. We, we want to make sure that you understand that we do have our book. Could it be this simple? And we give it away for free. Our ministry gives it away for free. You can give us a call 916 Shoot us a call. Susan will wrap one up and send it out. Remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do I love them? Can I feel his pain and his need? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There truly is hope for people whose lives might be overrun with hard decisions, possibly caught up in unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan are living testimonials that biblical principles do work, and they've put together a workbook with Dr. Timothy Jennings to move yourself or those you love towards freedom. If you would like to order this new workbook called Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, please call 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.